The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 141st ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, later in the show, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week was NFL free agency, which the league has taken to even a higher level with the negotiating period held for a few days prior to the actual beginning of free agency, which in this case was Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, But they allow a few days beforehand where they can talk. So now it's just instantaneously the activity begins at 4.01 p.m., which is just terrific. And my highlight within the NFL free agency has, of course, been... uh, the New England Patriots signing Darrell Rivas uh, right after the Broncos had signed cornerback Aqib Talib. Obviously, two of the best shutdown corners in the league. And it's terrific what's happening here with the, uh, with the Broncos and the Patriots. It's turning into a Red Sox-Yankees type of arms race. Uh, which we here in Boston absolutely love. Uh, I'm actually surprised that the Patriots didn't turn around and sign Eric Decker uh, when he became available, the wide receiver from the Broncos, but he, of course, signed with the Jets. But it feels like it's getting personal. Obviously, they met in the uh, AFC Championship game this past year. We have every reason to believe it could happen again this year. They also met in that epic Sunday night game up here uh, where the Patriots came from 24 down at halftime to win that game. So it is just becoming uh, the best rivalry in the NFL, period. Well, in, in, in the AFC, 
uh, Seahawks and Broncos got something going pretty good out there in the NFC as well. But the Broncos are indeed scheduled to come to Foxborough again this year. Haven't announced the dates yet, but they are coming. But you can rest assured it'll be a marquee game whenever it is. Very likely a Sunday night game yet again. But that is just the start of all the wildness that has been occurring with, uh, with free agency period. Notable cuts that we have seen here in the last uh, three days include Carolina Panthers cutting longtime star receiver Steve Smith, who had some very interesting comments yesterday about uh, being cut for the first time in his life. He'd never, quote, lost a job. And he also talked about uh, that if he ends up on a team that plays the Panthers this week, that there will be, quote, blood and guts on the field at Bank of America Stadium down in Charlotte. So uh, that was great stuff and very fitting for Steve Smith, who, as we all know, is one of the feistiest players in the NFL. Some other cuts, uh, Julius Peppers, cut by the Chicago Bears. He can be a one-man wrecking crew at times, uh, so I'm sure somebody's going to pick him up. And another big cut, but now a signing, was, of course, DeMarcus Ware, cut by the Cowboys. They're all-time leading sacker. And pretty much immediately, uh, and it almost felt like exclusively, went right to the Denver Broncos. So uh, chalk one up in the Broncos' favor, another one up in the Broncos' favor. And let's not forget that, uh, just going back to my arms race comment that they're having with the Patriots, uh, they obviously got it going last year when they signed Wes Welker. And what, what irony that uh, Aqib Tlaib would sign with them, given the... Uh, that it was Wes Welker's hit that knocked him out of the AFC Championship game, changed everything, as we know, and, of course, uh, caused Bill Belichick to really act out of character in in openly discussing and initiating discussion on uh, on his, how he thought that hit uh, wasn't in the spirit of the game, shall we say. Another big cut last night that, I think caught a few people off guard was uh, the Cincinnati Bengals cutting James Harrison. Um, He, of course, was a star for many years with the Steelers, the heart and soul of that defense, uh, brought them attitude. Clearly, the Bengals brought him over to give them some attitude, uh, which he did. Uh, Can't say that he had a great year, but nonetheless, I don't think anybody was expecting the Bengals to cut him. But lo and behold, they did. And if we're learning one thing, and as you're hearing, uh, nothing should surprise us at this time of year. Another interesting but not surprising cut was the Cleveland Browns uh, parting ways with Brandon Whedon, the quarterback, who just a couple of years ago was seen as the potential savior. Yet another in a long line of quarterbacks from the new Cleveland Browns franchise, starting with Tim Couch back in 1999, first ever draft pick. That didn't work out, and none of the 20 or so since have worked out for the Browns. Um, So it'll be interesting to see where these cut players end up. But it hasn't all been about cuts. There's also been uh, some notable signings. 
the Eagles signed Darren Sproles from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Darren Sproles' wife was not too happy about how that situation unfolded, as we've been uh, reading with her tweets. But if ever an offense was made for Darren Sproles, clearly it's Chip Kelly uh, and his innovative offense down in Philadelphia uh, via Oregon. So it, it was just going to be exciting to see Darren Sproles with Deshaun Jackson, Shaney McCoy, and the like. So uh, that's going to be fun. 49ers signed Jonathan Martin, who was obviously involved in the bullying situation with uh, Richie Incognito down there in Miami. And uh, that was just simply uh, the perfect place for him to land. It it seemed like, you know, there was uh, some heavy leaning that he might end up with the Indianapolis Colts, given that he was teammates with Andrew Luck at Stanford in college. But uh, didn't hear a lot of discussion about uh, the 49ers when there probably should have been, given that his coach in college was Jim Harbaugh, current coach of the 49ers. He's from the Bay Area, California. So it just seems like the perfect landing spot for him, even more perfect than it would have been with, uh, with Andrew Luck. So hope, here's hoping it works out for Jonathan Martin. Uh, the Lions... Detroit Lions got in the game and signed Golden Tate, the receiver from world champion Seahawks. He, of course, made the legendary catch that uh, with the replacement officials on that famous Monday night game against the Packers, that, for all intents and purposes, ended the officiating lockout that was occurring at that point in time. Uh, None of us will ever forget that. So, my bizarre, that leads right into my bizarre story of the week having to do with NFL free agency, which is the, what some of the teams are doing. And what jumped out at me was uh, the Oakland Raiders, uh, who, let's face it, haven't come to expect a lot from lately. But lo and behold, they uh, turned up and signed Justin Tuck, and Lamar Woodley, Justin Tuck from the New York Giants, defensive lineman, great pass rusher, and a great team leader. And Lamar Woodley, uh, who's had just a terrific career down in Pittsburgh, uh, he continued with their long line of linebacking uh, stars. And, boy, I just look at that, and again, uh, we, we all know what the Raiders are about these days, but, you know, I see Justin Tuck and Lamar Woodley all of a sudden with the Raiders, and they just look like a different team to me. I can't imagine, really, a better combination uh, to potentially just lift that team right up uh, instantly. So watch out for them next year with, uh, with them, and let's not forget there's players like Richard Seymour already in place there. So, uh, <clears throat> so that could be fun. Um, other teams that have uh, made some notable signings are uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars with getting Chris Clemens again from the Seahawks and Ziggy Hood again from the Steelers. Tampa Bay getting uh, backup quarterback Josh McCowan, probably the prized free agent quarterback on the market from the Chicago Bears, while also getting uh, offensive tackle Anthony Collins. So, 
Two of the Florida teams uh, making some noise in free agency, as were the Miami Dolphins, given that uh, Richie Incognito and uh, Jonathan Martin will not be playing there this year. That leads all leads into my low light of the week, which is up here in New England, the very big deal, of course, which is there was sadness and anger when Aqib Tlaib left, then euphoria and joy when they signed Darrell Rivas, and now more sadness and anger, some of it directed at the Patriots, but some of it surprisingly, to a degree, directed at Vince Wilfork, uh, not accepting, not wanting to have his contract restructured. He's in the last year of his contract, five-year contract from a few years ago, and uh, set to earn $11 million. And uh, so Vince has stepped up and said uh, he's not going to take it anymore. He's not going to restructure. And this just is the one downside of free agency, which we all, all love. But, you know, Vince is one of the good guys, to say the least. He has a special relationship with, uh, with the Kraft family, uh, particularly owner Bob Kraft. Uh, he, he and Bob have had a special relationship rooted with, uh, in the, in the death of Bob Kraft's wife, Myra, a few years back and what the relationship that Vince had with Myra. So there's a lot there and it would be, uh, unfortunate for everybody to have this go too much further or even end badly. We'll see what develops. Uh, it's still early in the game and nothing official has happened yet. But that one bears watching. And Vince, of course, uh, tore, ruptured his Achilles tendon last year. Uh, and at 375 pounds, returning from an Achilles tendon, really the first injury of his career, but as bad an injury as any football player can have. Uh, there's some risk involved with the Patriots, so we'll just uh, see what develops. So now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break, and on the other side, we'll talk a little college basketball. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel 
This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, that's presented to you by Outdoor Channel. Well, I'll relive and tell the tale of my epic safari adventure to South Africa with Daniel DeToy of Kaluvi Safaris, and we'll also hear from outdoor writer and TV personality, Ron Spomer. So get ready for near-death cake buffalo encounters, planes, game pursuits, exquisite cuisine, and 100% Jimmy. Hey, this is presented to you by Outdoor Channel and Ram Trucks. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Well, before I get into uh, some college basketball discussion, I want to just uh, refer back to what I, my first segment and the NFL to say that I went to an advanced screening the other night for... Draft Day, the new Kevin Costner movie coming out in early April on uh, the NFL Draft. And Kevin Costner is terrific. I'm a longtime fan, and, uh, and he plays the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. And it really is, uh, I don't want to give anything away, no, no, no spoiler Alert needed because I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, the best thing about the movie, which is just very well done, high quality, some of it filmed down at the NFL draft, uh, previous drafts, is uh, the pace. The pace is just of the movie is just incredibly well done. It truly, uh, you know, just captures you and and just takes you on a ride. For uh, for a good you know hour and a half two hours, uh, a lot of nice sublets that really every movie needs. You know it just can't be you know all football, and you know because on the surface you might wonder, similar to say Moneyball, you know how a front office type of topic can turn into a good movie. Uh, Moneyball did it. And I'm here to say that in my mind, Draft Day did it. Obviously, it's ultra appealing to big sports fans or people in the sports media like myself. Uh, but I truly believe it will, uh, 
you know, cross over and capture the casual fan as well. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm sure you will too. Uh, I think it's going to be a hit. We shall see. So, in addition to NFL free agency uh, dominating headlines this week, another uh, uh, another big topic. It is March after all. Is the really what I'll call the soft beginning of March Madness, and that, of course, are all the uh, NCAA conference tournament games. Um, last night, I had the pleasure to finally sit down and watch. Doug McDermott from Creighton. Uh, what I've seen up to now has made me feel like, uh, you know, he has a lot of Larry Bird qualities. And what I saw last night, uh, you, you know, drove home that point. He had uh, 27 points in the first half, broke the all-time Big East uh, conference tournament record for a first half in Madison Square Garden. Uh, ended up with, I believe, 35. They were winning by 20-25. His father, the coach, took him out uh, with, you know, five, six, seven minutes to go. So he didn't go for the record, which was 42. But uh, what he did in the first half where he shot seven threes uh, was just awesome to watch. He's generally Larry Bird's size. Uh, Step-back jumper to die for. And... Uh, he is my guy. He is the guy that I am just excited to watch going forward uh, here with the tournament and, uh, you know, the real tournament, shall we say, uh, coming up uh, starting uh, late next week, uh, the true essence of March Madness. And I just think that uh, Doug McDermott is has the potential to uh, to be a star, a la Larry Bird was in... Uh, 1979, and then went on to great things with the Celtics, and I think Doug McDermott's going to be a special, special player. And I feel like last night he uh, inserted himself into the American sporting consciousness. We shall see. He's playing again today, tonight, uh, and hopefully another time or two over the weekend, and then leading right into March Madness. So, uh I'm excited to watch this guy. He is something special. So, with that said, AP Stedham uh, is on the uh, on the other line calling in. So, knowing that he is our resident college expert in all sports, particularly football and basketball, uh, we'll take a break right now, and then on the other side, AP will join us, and we'll delve further into uh, all the uh, NCAA tournament conference games that are going on. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
Lockdown Coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And, A.P., how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, John. I'm at the Rebel Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, uh, attending the Maxwell Football Club Awards. They'll have a 1,000-plus uh, gala tonight with 1,000-plus people attending. So I'm really excited. My first time. Wow, that's very exciting. Uh well, for we followers of college football, there are certain iconic names that still have award show and whatnot that are, again, uh, you know, so much a part of the tradition of college football. You, you covered one just a couple of weeks ago, the Walter Camp Awards. These are, again, the foundational names of college football. And another is the Maxwell Award. It's been around for forever. So I'm glad you're finally getting to your first one. How is it? annual banquet, John. Well, I can think of worse places to be than Atlantic City, although I'm sure it must be interesting down there if they have. Uh, don't know if they have the snow that we have here up in Boston. It's ridiculous. We got more snow yesterday. but uh, So I'm, lo- I'm looking out at a whole lot of snow. and uh, Snow or not, I'm sure AP is uh, looking out on the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, from down there in uh, Atlantic City. But the Maxwell Award, again, uh, you know, is a big, big deal. Um, and it's just so much a part of uh, of college football lore, to put it mildly. So, AP, you were saying, uh, it's wait, how many years is the Maxwell Award been in place? Yeah, it's the 77th annual Maxwell 
football club, Gala John, and it's the oldest football club in America. Oh, my goodness. Wow. 77 years. Remarkable. Yeah, and Ron Jaworski, he was, he was funny today. They would have had the press conference. He was boasting how we're the club with the chip on our shoulder, you know, <laughs> insinuating that uh, the one to the northeast of here gets much more publicity, and they only hand out one award every year. The Heisman, of course. Yes. And, uh, yeah, hey, credit the Heisman. They, they've turned that into an event, to put it mildly. And uh, So let me ask you this. Uh, so set the scene for me. Starting with, you said, you know, obviously they must hand out more than one award. Yes, they do, John. They have the College Football Player of the Year, and that's the Maxwell Award itself. They have, uh, you know, the Burt Bell Award, which is to the Professional Player of the Year. And this year it will be Peyton Manning. He'll be in town this evening to accept, accept that honor. And then they have the College Football Coach of the Year, and that's David Cutcliffe, who coincidentally – was the offensive coordinator at Tennessee, Coach Peyton Wentmang, and then was the head coach at Ole Miss, coached his brother Eli. Um, they have a broadcaster of the year award, and Mike Ditka will be in town uh, later to receive that. The honor, uh, it's called the Red Reds Bagnell Award, and that's for the person that uh, has made a great contribution to the game, and that will be none, none other than Philadelphia legend Dick Vermeil. Uh, wow. And the, yeah, and then they have a high school award, a national high school award, and there's a quarterback from North Carolina. He's headed to Florida. He's here. They um, honor the tri-state area with a high school award. They have uh, a lower division uh, coach of the year and a college football player lower division. So they, uh, all spectrum of football is honored at many, many levels. Yes, yeah, so, wow, that that's unique and that you have the blend of uh... – you know, the various levels of football. And, yes, I love the Peyton Manning, David Cutliffe, Cutcliffe connection. Uh, of course, David Cutliffe uh, did the unthinkable when he took, you know, Duke this past year to the ACC championship game. And I uh, don't know that I knew the Eli Ole Miss connection. But when I think of David, yeah, uh, yeah, what I that, think of. true. So he was, I mean, what a, what a fortunate person he was able to coach uh those two magnificent players and um, I'm sure that when him being the coach of Ole Miss influenced uh, Eli to attend that school because he got a good report from his brother and of course his, you know, his daddy Archie was, 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 was there so Eli was a legacy player and I think if he went to anywhere else uh, Archie would have to move out of the country because when Peyton chose Tennessee that, that quiet caught a stir among, amongst yes. the, the Manning family and the outside people who you know, didn't agree with that decision. So it all worked out well, and, and David Cut- Cutcliffe is lynched in between those two brothers. Well, that explains a lot, because when I think of David Cutcliffe, of course, what I think of is uh, that when Peyton Manning was recovering from his neck injury, the person whose counsel and coaching expertise that he sought out was obviously David Cutcliffe. He, you know, went down to Duke under... Undercover, shall we say, and uh, you know that's where he worked out, and I think that's where he, you know, started to show his what he had, uh, you know, to a few NFL teams to get the process rolling when he was cut by the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, can't even be still, still hard to say that that phrase actually. 
but yeah. David Cutcliffe. So now this tells me even more as to why Peyton and David have such a uh, close relationship. Yeah, it is really quite remarkable that he returned. We had that injury when we went to Duke University. Spent a lot of time with David Cutcliffe trying to recapture his mechanics after that injury, and and David's a good, uh, an excellent coach, and he gets the most out of his talent, and he knows knows that position and coaches it very well. Absolutely, uh, no, he, he's again, and it was great to see his Duke team, you know, hit the big time in football. Really, for the first time. Yeah, I think so, uh, I was actually talking to Coach Cutcliffe, and he said that I think it's in eight years prior to him, they had 10 wins, and he had 10 wins this season. Correct. It was great. It was great, and they showed a lot of spirit in the game that they played against Florida State. Uh, you know, they couldn't stay with them over the course of 60 minutes, but, you know, it was, uh, you know, a fairly entertaining game, and they, they came to play, and, and they, they simply did the best they could, which was, you know, not bad, all things considered. Uh, when you look at uh, Florida State, the team they had, the team they became, the national champion and undefeated, and uh, all in all, uh, a banner year in many ways for, uh, you know, for Duke and David Cutcliffe. So how's the energy down there? Must be great. There must be some, you know, pretty recognizable faces from all levels of football, I'm assuming. Well, uh, AP being down at a hotel in Atlantic City, the connections uh, don't always work as well as we like. I think he may have dropped, but I can use this opportunity to, uh, and I'm sure AP will call back and join us, to talk a little further about uh, college basketball and some of the conference games going on. Um, yesterday, again, there was a host of barn burners. AP, are you back with us? I'm, I'm back with you, John. I'm sorry. These big, huge hotels, they do things very well, but sometimes the phone is not one of them. Yeah, I think these, like, you know, cellular signals float in and out of various pockets and corners of these big buildings. So, no problem. We're just glad you're finding the time to call and trying to find a good place to call from. Uh, so, I, I'm, I started to say I'm assuming that... Uh, there must be a lot of familiar football faces down there for this big event. Yeah, it was really nice to see. Um, I saw Carl Peterson. He's the former general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, and, and I got a chance to introduce to him to A.J. and his family. So that was a pleasant AJ, moment uh, last night. We had a social event. A.J. McCarron from Alabama. Right, correct, yeah. Introduced him to Carl Peterson. So is A.J. nominated for an award down there? Um, AJ actually won the Maxwell Award as the College Football Player of the Year. They announced that in December at the Home Depot show. At I remember. That, game, that, that event that happens on Thursday after all the conference championships. Oh, yeah, I remember now. But the actual presentation is this evening at the gala uh, at the uh, Rebel Casino, you know, Hotel and Casino. So he'll receive that award. His parents are here. His grand one set of grand one set of grandparents is here, and his girlfriend Catherine. And uh, so he's really enjoying the moment. I guess they gave him a view, like on the forty-something floor, and he's really enjoying everything since he's arrived in Atlantic City. Probably a view of the Atlantic Ocean, I assume. Yeah. So uh, 
Is there a connection with Atlantic City that they're holding the awards down there? Has that been what they've done in past years or something new? Yes, yes, they have because the, the club is based in Philadelphia, so it's just down the road, and this is a good location, I guess. They have these big, huge hotels that can handle all this 1,000-plus uh, crowd that will be here this evening, and everyone gets to have a good time and relax and enjoy the weekend from Thursday to Saturday at least. Oh, yeah. Great. Atlantic City is a great spot. I've been there a couple times in recent years, and uh, fun place, good choice to hold it. Uh, i got to ask you, is there snow in Atlantic City? Yeah, there is. You know, yesterday when I arrived, I was out walking uh, for a few moments, and I, I thought I wasn't going to need any uh, any of my legs to carry me because it was really blowing me off the ground almost. I believe it. Yesterday was just about, it felt like the coldest day of the year here in, in the Boston area. That's how awful and cutting the wind was yesterday, along with the snow that we got. Yeah, it was a really high-powered wind. I hadn't seen that really all winter. Yes, I can only imagine what it was like down uh, down along the ocean there. Um, well, that is terrific, AP. Uh, I'm glad to hear that... Uh, you know, it's going down, going well down there. It, it sounds like uh, you have an exciting evening ahead. All right, well, why don't we take our break now, and hopefully we can get AP uh, still calling in from Atlantic City on the other side of the break. flagship station for sports voice america sports want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience tune in to sports info um with daryl oliver and sam sword we'll talk about the drafts play-by-play and even what's happening in the offseason daryl and sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past present and future we'll cover the camps on and off field and everything else football and beyond sports info um is heard mondays at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific on the voice america sports channel if you're looking for a show that takes you through the process of becoming a successful college athlete you'll want to tune into get it done sports radio with host karif bird You'll find out about the how-tos of getting to the next level and the do's and don'ts when preparing for college athletics. It's a complete inside look at what's turning out the next generation of players. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our current... Our weekly expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Before we get to A.P., my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing 
is sticking with college sports. The NCAA selection show on Sunday evening. Uh, can't wait, as they say. So it's back to AP. And AP, uh, sounds like you've already had an exciting day uh, in advance of this evening's big event down there in Atlantic City for the Maxwell Awards. Yeah, I really have, John. Just not enough minutes. My, my eyes and my ears can't be all over the building to, to talk to as many people as I would like to today. It's just a football uh, galaxy down here. Wherever you look, there's a star. And uh, just having the, the time of my life, my first time here, as I've mentioned before, and, uh, and even this evening, there are people that will be flying in. So we'll get some more opportunities to discuss the game of football. Wonderful. Now, you were at a press conference this morning, uh, I believe, and how did that go? Yeah, it went, went fairly well, John. We, we had a chance to uh, listen to all the the winners that will be uh, receive their awards tonight. And um, I, I, I don't know, John, I might have got cut off here. Did you happen to hear what I said about uh, Coach Cutler? Absolutely. You're on. Say that again, John? You are on, uh, talking about the press conference. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, that was a good event. I really enjoyed listening to all the winners and had a couple of local high school kids. And, uh, you know, there's one guy, the quarterback, and threw for about 30 touchdowns and ran for another 16. And then he played middle linebacker and had 100 tackles. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. And I don't know if I've wow. ever heard of that before, a quarterback in the middle. And, and David Cutcliffe made a, a comment. He said, you know, he applauded the young high school player, but he said, if there's one quarterback I know that can be play that position and linebacker as well, be A.J. McCarron. Ah, that's a good line. Never thought of A.J. as a linebacker type, but uh, now that you mention it, I could see it. He's a tough yeah, guy. He, yeah, he's got that tough tough guy attitude and chip on his shoulder, and he, he's you know kind of focused on uh, the task. So that, that was interesting. So you mentioned Ron Jaworski, Dick Vermeil. Ron Jaworski is the actual president of the organization? He is. He's the president of the Maxwell Football Club, and he, he does a great job at the podium. And, John, I, I just want to remind the, the audience that folks can watch this event live 8.30 Eastern time on ESPN3. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Good yeah. to know. No, uh, because there's going to be a red carpet, so I plan to be on that and and talk to different uh, people. I think the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles will be here, Jeff Lowry. Um, of course, Mike Dick will be in town, Peyton Manning, uh, some, some other NFL players. Blair Thomas is here as well, former Penn State star. Oh, absolutely, yes. He's a great player Hugh for Green. Penn State. Hugh Green is here. Hugh Green, I always uh, have a soft spot in my heart growing up in western Pennsylvania, but more importantly... Uh, I was filling in as the editor of a newspaper back in the day, and that was Heisman voting week. It landed on the sports editor's desk, and I took advantage <laughs> of it to uh, vote for you, Green, that year. I think it was uh, around yeah, 1980. Was he's, he's quite a ball player. He was a fourth I mean, in college at Pittsburgh. He terrorized everyone. Yeah, well, it was an easy vote for me. I mean, I instantly, you know, I immediately... Took the ballot, voted for you, Green, and that was the year, I believe, 1980, that George Rogers from South Carolina won the Heisman. But I think you, Green, ended up second. And at the time, I believe he might have been the first, you know, 
defensive player ever to win the award, but he was a force in college, to put it mildly. So sticking with college and another sport, conference basketball games have been spectacular. I just found myself uh, totally into it yesterday and into it so far today, watching the Illinois-Michigan game already. There's a whole host of games today which are going to be great, but yesterday, a couple notable events. I already talked about Doug McDermott and Creighton. Um, AP, are you back with us? I'm back with you, and I heard you mention uh, the player from Creighton, Doug McDermott. He's a fantastic player. Uh, recall him when he was, I think he was a freshman, and they played Alabama, and he's a one-man show, and he ended up beating Alabama by, by I think, two points in Charlotte. And uh, I know John, on a day when uh, fathers really are important, that must be something special for him and his dad. I totally agree. Again, I've been, uh, you know, very curious about this guy for a while. And, you know, he reminds me of Larry Bird. And finally, last night, I got to watch him for an entire game. Uh, where he set the all-time one-half scoring record, 27 points, uh, for the Big East tournament, uh, which was pretty special to see, including seven three-pointers. But uh, it appears that Sports Illustrated is recreating the famous Larry Bird cover uh, with Doug McDermott, which is, again, entirely appropriate, given that you know the comparison with Larry Bird is screamingly obvious. Yeah, I happened to see that photo, John. That was really a cool thing. I uh, recall the original one. And, Me too. Uh, and uh, I, I saw that other one on the computer the other day. I just happened to stumble into it. Yeah, well, I have no doubts, you know, with his baby face, his father coaching. Uh, I have no doubts that if, you know, if they advance in the tournament, Doug McDermott will be America's darling, to put it mildly. There is no doubt in my mind about that. You can't help but like his game. Yeah, yeah well said, John. I, I agree. I think he'll. I think everyone will be rooting for Creighton. Yes, well, I'm excited because, uh, you know, we get to see him again tonight. Um, he is playing. Uh, Let's see, real quick, I'm just looking it up. Yeah, 9.30 Eastern tonight against Xavier from the Garden. And, of course, I actually heard that he said he a big reason he stayed an extra year when he could have gone to the NBA was that he could, so that, you know, with Creighton in the Big East, that he could play in Madison Square Garden. Last night was his first game ever, and in his first half ever, he set the all-time <laughs> one-half scoring record. So that just tells you the type of player he is in that, you know, when the moment he waited for arrived, he was ready. I love that. Well, that, was, that was fabulous. Uh, how, how could you dream that as a kid, John, your first appearance, and you, you say to everyone, I, I'm waiting to play in Madison Square Garden in, in your moment, and all the cameras are there, and, and you perform at such, you know, a fantastic level. Maybe his greatest uh, performance ever, if you consider that half. Without a doubt, his greatest one-half performance. And, uh, you know, as can only happen in the Garden and in New York City, the crowd was very, very responsive. You know, New York City is the one place on earth where, you know, people like you and me, are, you know, would go out of their way to go see this one player. That's just always been a New York thing. 
That's you know, reputations are made at the gar- you know, at Madison Square Garden and certainly McDermott uh elevated his big time last night. Oh yeah, the the folks in New York and and the ones who attend events at Madison Square Garden, they embrace someone with courage and you know, guts and and uh folks that can compete at a high level and, and perform. Yeah, well, there's a great picture of McDermott as well, speaking of pictures, uh, of him just taken within the past week or so, of him with uh, Warren Buffett, uh, another Omaha resident, uh, Creighton, of course, located in Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, it was a great picture in that Warren Buffett had his face painted with, you know, the Creighton blue collar, which is, I don't think, something any of us ever thought we'd see, Warren Buffett with his face painted. No, no, you sure don't. So that was that's quite a moment. I'll never forget it. I mean, I, I didn't even know Warren Buffett really paid attention to sports, really. Yeah, well, I think it must have it must have had something to do. It must have been some uh, advanced pub for the billion dollar bracket challenge that Warren Buffett's a part of. <laughs> right, right. I forgot he he had it this year. Exactly. Uh, you know, just moving along. Uh, you know, yesterday was, I wasn't expecting to get into it, but once I turned it on, I did. And I think a big reason is because uh, I happened to tune in early in the day to the Villanova uh, Seton Hall game. And Seton oh, Hall yes. pulled off a buzzer beating upset over the number one seed in not only the Big East tournament, the number three team in the country, but a, a team that, you know, Many many people thought would be an overall you know number one seed in one of the four brackets, and oh by the way, a team that was. If you had any doubts about Villanova, it was because Creighton and Doug McDermott had absolutely demolished them in two earlier meetings, including the first one at Villanova that was an absolute embarrassment for Villanova. So uh, I'd say that got you know. That got it going yesterday, and I think got a lot of people just, uh, you know, the whole postseason basketball thing kind of got underway with such a shocking upset. Yeah, that, that was, I don't know, that the upset a day. I'd, I'd probably put it up there. And oh, yeah, it's funny, not a doubt. I watched some of the highlights, and I saw a, a freshman guard, Jaron Cena, hit a three-pointer from the corner. And it's funny because I had met Jaron he was a commitment to Alabama, the sophomore, and and then he backed away, and then he ended up going to Seton Hall. His dad uh, played at the University of Rhode Island and Seton Hall, and uh, they went uh, on a terra in the NCAA tournament. He was there at Rhode Island. They beat Syracuse and lost to Duke. I think it was down in Carolina by a bucket or so. So his dad was a former you know, star at Rhode Island and Seton Hall, so I was really glad to see Jaron perform well in that, those final moments and help his team to victory. That's terrific. Well, you always have those great connections that we love to hear about, AP. And, you know, speaking about doing well, a team that did not do so well, that was just really a stunner. Like, I had to read twice or just absorb the final score twice was Rutgers losing by 61 points. To Louisville, they lost six ninety-two to thirty-one. The focus is obviously on the thirty-one here. I mean, that is a you—you you never see that. That is so shocking to me. Rutgers and their proud basketball history. I—I I, I was just couldn't believe it when I saw it. Yeah, yeah, John, you had to read that score twice, and 
I mean, you would think Rutgers is just playing with no pressures at all, competing against Louisville, a very good team, but 31 points. I mean, that's it's really kind of a disgraceful effort. Um, I'm sure the Rutgers people are not happy. They shouldn't be. You know, at this time of year, you know, it's really like a climax for most people, not a, you know, a, you know, a drive to the bottom of the totem pole. It just it was horrible. It is, and you know, let's face it, Rutgers has had a few embarrassments in recent years, uh, uh, including their former basketball coach, and uh, yeah. you know, but they have a, a proud history. Uh, I, I remember just a tremendous player they had named Phil Sellers that kind of put them on the basketball map a while back. And they've been on it ever since. So to see that was so stunning to me. Uh, still can't get over it. I guess, you know, you flip it around, though, and you have to say, like, Louisville, defending national champion Louisville, looks right now to be just the hottest team in the country. I think they've won, like, eight in a row, and they just look on a serious roll. Yeah, they, they have very good guard play. John, I had a chance to see them in person, and they got a big guy who's uh, pretty effective around the basket. And they have, they have a, lot, a lot of length on the team. You know, so defensively, they're very difficult to uh, you know, run your offense. And the guards put a lot of pressure on you. They're always driving to the basket, always trying to penetrate and create opportunities for their teammates. And Patino, you know, Rick Patino is a fabulous coach. And you, you rarely see his team flat. You might see him tired. But you don't see them normally flat. So they put 90 something on them, but uh, Rutgers to score 30 something, 31 points. Yeah, and that's with three point, I mean, the three, you know, the shot from the three point land, and you can't even score more than 31. I don't, that one's a real nightmare. It'll last forever. Oh, it truly is. Yeah, you, you don't recover from that real quickly. Uh, but they're going to have the whole offseason to do so. Uh, well, just one final note. We're out at under under two minutes, but American Athletic Conference, which you and I are very partial to, given uh, given that we're located up here in the Northeast, and the Commissioner Mike Oresco has treated both you and I very well, uh, to say the least. But uh, they got a big one tonight. I mean, they they had some good games yesterday, but tonight at uh, nine o'clock, Cincinnati versus UConn. Uh, their tournament's being held in Memphis. That's a good one. That's a real good one. Uh, that's one I'm going to tune into along with Creighton and Xavier pretty much the same time. Yes, uh, they had a tight ball game there, as I recall, in Hartford. Uh, the Cincinnati coach got into a heated confrontation with the official. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I know, and in, in playing in a neutral site in Memphis, that, that's going to be a pretty good match. Probably low scoring, I would think. Yes, yes, that's going to be a tough one, uh, and just a whole host of other games all day long, all night long, all weekend long. It's great. It's here, in effect, March Madness. You and I will both be loving it, but in the meantime, enjoy the Maxwell Awards tonight. Thank you for calling in. I know it wasn't easy with everything going on, and uh, but your perspective is always very welcome, AP. Appreciate it. Hey, John, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you, and uh, as always, thank you, audience, for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.